Hello and welcome to our weekly podcast from Faith Point Church, Auckland, New Zealand. We hope you will encounter God afresh in this week's teaching segment. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, then you can visit us at www.faithpoint.org.nz. And now for today's message. I have got a message on my heart that I want to be speaking about, and I know for time I'm going to, I actually brought a stopwatch because I don't want to go over time this morning. I want to make sure that we, um, we hit the mark and what, what God's led on my heart this morning. So I truly believe that God is taking us deeper into deeper water, and it comes, with that comes a lot of extra pressure, um, and so let's get ready for this. If we look at it in the natural, when you go deep, I know in terms of diving, uh, when you go diving for seafood, in the, shallow, uh, in the shallow water, you'll find when you're diving for seafood, a lot of it's been taken, um, a lot of it uh, is not as big, um, um, it's harder to find. Why? It's because it's been, it's been hammered. People, uh, it's nice and easy. And so people have come and they've taken all the seafood that's in, in, the, in the shallow water, and so you can spend hours swimming around in between the rocks trying to find good seafood. Because all the good seafood, the big stuff, and, is, is out there. It's out in the deep water, yeah? And so what people do is they, they come in where it's nice and easy and there's no pressure. It's, it's, it's easy to get, so they, 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 they hammer that area. But God's take, wanting you to go out deeper because out in the deeper water, that's where the treasures are. The treasures of the kingdom of God is in the deep, where there's pressure, where it's not easy where it looks intimidating because the water's deep and it's blue and it's, and, and, and it's, it's a lot deeper, yeah? That's where God's uh, taking you this morning. This is God's desire. This is what laid on my heart, is that we commit to our process. That we commit to the process that God has given you. Psalms 84 verse 5, it says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on the journey. In the Bible, it talks about the pilgrimage, but for us to be able to relate that, it's, it's talking about the journey. This is God's desire for us, that we stay or commit ourselves to the journey that he has put us on. And so he, he desires us to do that. He desires us to be more Christ-like. Remember the last message, as he is, so are we. As he is. So are we in this world. And then he also desires us to be faith-filled, a faith-filled believer. And it's of no surprise that when, I, when Pastor James talked about our DNA uh, or the, the culture that they're building within Faith Point Church or the, um, uh, the value system that we have in this church, the one right at the top is, 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 says this, our, our first value. So Faith Point Church has a set of values that it stands on. Uh, before I read that value out, um, it has a culture, a DNA, created and shaped by the Word of God that helps us to keep our compass on God and to stay in a place of oneness and unity, which is absolutely vital, because in that place, there is commanded blessing, Psalms 133. And if time permits today, I, I want to speak into one, maybe two, if time lets us, about these values. And the first value that this... Uh, um, um, church has or stands on for those who are who don't know or if you're visiting for the first time is that we are called to be faith-filled big thinking believers can someone get excited about that <laughs> my gosh 
We are called to be faith-filled, big-thinking believers. Yeah? We're still not excited about that. Wow. What an amazing value system to have built into the fabric of a church is that we need to be full of faith. Because it's faith, faith is the thing that pleases God. And, and so we are called to be faith-filled, big-thinking believers. And then it goes on under that. There's a, a little statement that says, we don't want to insult God with small thinking and safe living. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Amen. Come on, people. You need to think about this. You insult God when you start living in a place of comfortable. This morning, my, my, my heart and my goal is that I push you off the fence. If you're sitting comfortable this morning, well, my heart is that, and my hope is that you're uncomfortable by the end of it. Uncomfortable in the, in the, in the fact that you're going to be caused to, to, to hop off the fence of comfortable and to walk in and start to walk in a place of faith because we cannot be faith-filled if, we're not, if, we, if we aren't engaging things that are going to grow your faith. And so it's kind of crucial. The second value is we are, we, are to be, we are spiritual contributors and not spiritual consumers. I love that. In other words, a lot of people come to, I think I spoke about the last, this last time, a lot of people come to church, what can the church do for me? And you got it around the wrong way. Spin that around. What can you do to, to be a blessing to the house of the Lord, to your father's house? What can you do? And so <clears throat> it says that we, are, we the church, uh, the church does not exist for us. We are the church. And we exist for the world. I'm just going to speak into the first one. So let's turn, can you turn with me please to Matthew 17. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into this, it's awesome. Thank you Lord for your word. I pray Father that uh, this morning that um, illumination happens. Father wherever we are right now in our journey, we pray that this message would, would shift us into another gear. For your glory for your kingdom, for your purpose. Amen. I'm just going to read from uh, Matthew 17. We're going to take it from verse 14. This is not long after they had just been in an, an amazing environment with, with Jesus himself, uh, with the transfiguration. So they, they're exposed to some big stuff. And they're on their journey along the way. It says in um, verse 14, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, to Jesus, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And so I brought him to your disciples. That's interesting. I brought him to your disciplined ones, um, your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faith, faithless generation, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? You've got to understand, these people were just, had just come from an amazing transaction that took place in the spirit, and they had seen some amazing things, and here they are uh, getting a tune-up, in a sense. It's kind of an embarrassing thing, too, when you think about it. How long shall I be with you, and how long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. <laughs> he might have said a lot nicer than that, but he might not have, too. Verse 18, it says, And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? And so Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. 
For surely I say to you, if, if you have, yeah, see these key words there, if you have faith as a mustard seed, I wanted to bring some mustard seeds this morning, but I forgot to do that. I'll show you how small they are. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. If you have, yeah? If you have faith as a mustard seed. God's not, Jesus is not requiring much of us to, to have this, this faith kind of, this mountain moving faith. All he says, if you have as a mustard seed. And so I thought to myself, oh, the, 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 what I can do this morning when I'm bringing the word of God this morning is simply to help you wherever your faith is. You, you might have no faith right now. You might be totally washed up, washed your nets, you've already hung the nets out to dry. But my heart this morning is that you hear that, that God uh, doesn't want you to stay in that position. It says, if you have faith as a mustard seed, basically saying is, nothing will be impossible for you. So at the point of salvation, if you've given your heart to the Lord, uh, at the point of salvation, our faith will develop a seed. And, 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 it's, and a seed is something that, that can only produce after its own. And so if we, if I was to plant apples, it, you cannot grow carrots. If I was to plant um, potatoes, you will not get kumaras. They, um, um, a seed must produce after its own. And so if we have a seed of faith, what must produce? Faith, come on. What must produce? So if we want big faith, we first must uh, believe that we have faith as a mustard seed. Because the seed must grow and it can only grow into what, it has, been, what has been sown. So if, if your faith is as small as a mustard seed this morning, be excited. Because to, to be big thinking and to have big faith and great faith, you just need that mustard seed first. Yeah? It's simple. It's really simple. But we find ourselves in these places where we're so isolated and we, we feel like we've got no faith. At the point of salvation, God is, will develop, and you will develop a seed and start to believe. Seed faith is stepped into. Seed faith, mustard seed faith, is stepped into. Big faith is growing. Yeah? Big faith is growing. It's developed. It's about committing to the journey, committing to your process, committing to the, the, the journey that God has put before you. Uh, seed faith is stepped into. You, you walk into a belief system, you start to believe God. You, you, you have faith the moment you believe that Jesus Christ died and for your sins, you have a mustard seed. But big faith is growing. You've got to develop it. Yeah. Big faith doesn't just turn up on your doorstep. I wish it did, but it doesn't. Big faith is growing, it's developed. It's important what we do with it. A seed shouldn't stay a seed. If it's planted, it can't. Where, where, where do we plant it? In the house of God. Those who are planted in the house of God. Psalms um, 93, 92, 92. Psalms 92. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. Yeah. 
So where do we plant ourselves? You plant yourself. Plant your seed. Plant the seed in the house of God and the, and the environment of the sons and daughters of God and that's where it will grow. One thing I do want to say though is faith is not contagious. Big faith. You can't catch it off someone. You've got to build your own. You can't walk past someone and be sneezed on and all of a sudden you've got big faith. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not contagious. Big faith, you've got, to, you've got to walk it out. You've got to develop yourself. You've got to build it. It's built. It's built. It's not contagious. Your seed shall grow into a tree or should grow into a tree. Point being, you have to grow your faith. Big faith is grown. It does not show up and it's not contagious. Damn. Someone uh, heard in the, in, in the atmosphere. Oh, no, just kidding. No, you, you are responsible to build your faith. Faith is like a muscle. It must be worked out in order to grow. If you're looking to create more muscle mass than natural, there's a few things you've got to, you've got to do. You've got to work out. You don't turn up to buy a gym membership. or well, actually, some people do buy a gym membership and never use it. But um, <laughs> you go to the gym. If you stand in the gym, you're not going to get muscles. Some people tend to think like that, and they will turn up to the gym, they got all the right gear on, look really fit, and, and expecting to develop muscles. You've got to, get, you've got to pick the weights up. Yeah. You've got to work. You've got to build. You've got to, you've got to push yourself beyond your, your place of comfortability. That's where it all comes from. How do you develop? Uh, I know this. I'm a personal trainer. Both my wife and I come from the fitness industry. We know what's required. I used to be 120, uh, 129 kilos, and I lost all this weight, became uh, 92 kilos and about 5% body fat. So I know, what's, well, I know what it takes. It's huge. The sacrifice is huge, yeah? And so these are the things that you'll need. There's three things you need to, to build um, in the natural muscle mass. You need to be able to push beyond comfortable. First one. You cannot grow and develop lean muscle if you're comfortable doing that. If you're standing in the gym doing this, and there's no resistance, it's not really just looking the part, nothing's going to grow except your ego, maybe. <laughs> so you've, you've, you've got you've to push it into a position where your, your muscle is totally fatigued until the, all the microfibers in your muscle, muscles are tearing. And then what happens is your body will go into a natural healing process and those muscle fibers will grow back, but they grow back stronger. And that's how you get bigger. And then you tear them again. So where your, your last peak was, the next time you go to the gym, you push a little bit more further and you tear those microfibers again. And then they heal and they heal bigger. And that's how you, that's the process. But also, and so you must be challenged when you're in the, in, in the natural You've got to be challenged. You've got to walk out of the gym totally fatigued or else you're not really gaining or getting the results you're after. In the spiritual, there's no, there's no different. In the spiritual, there's no different. You, you've got to be able to um, be pushed beyond what's normal to you. So here's a word for someone. If you're comfortable in the house of God today, you need to get moving. You need to roll your sleeves up. You need to put your hands to something. You need to, you need to cause or put yourself in an environment where you're able to grow and be challenged. Yeah. Am I speaking to anyone today? Be challenged. We've got to be challenged. You've got to be pushed. You've got to be pushed off the fence. The second thing is that you must have good nutrition. I get asked by a lot of people as a, as a, as a personal trainer, they say to me, so what's the key? I tell them it's 
called the fridge. <laughs> They're confused. What do you mean? I believe that 80% of your results will come by what goes in your mouth. You can work out till the cows come home. If you're going home and having KFC and, you're, and on the way home from the gym, you go through the drive-thru. Because people do that. People do that. You're not getting anywhere because nutrition is everything. In the spiritual, what are you eating? What are you filling your mind with? What's the nutrition that's coming into your body, into your system? Is it of any benefit to you spiritually? Because if it's not, how can you grow? Because you're getting good, um, you're, you're, you're pushing yourself, but then you're flooding yourself with rubbish. Your, your eyes are exposed to things that they shouldn't be. And you know it, but you still look anyway. There's stuff and uh, nutrition and hydration is everything. Hydration, and we need, to, we need to keep our bodies hydrated. That's how you grow. And, and in, the, in the Bible, the water, water is a representation of God's word. So we need to hydrate ourselves with his word. It should be coming in from every angle. What you're listening to, what you're seeing, what you're watching, what your time is spent doing. If, if, you, if you only spend time in the word like once a week, when you, if you get a chance... Or in, in a lot of people's cases, uh, the only time you get the Word of God into you is that last couple of minutes before bed, and then you go to sleep, fall asleep on the Word. And you wonder why you're getting dehydrated in, in Him, in Him. Good nutrition, good hydration. What's your diet like? What are you feeding your, your faith? And rest is the third one. Being able to operate from a position of rest not stressed out. I understand this. I've been told by uh, doctors, actually, that I need to slow down. And so I went on holiday. Holiday. <laughs> but the doctor told me that I need to slow down in some areas because I, I, I work too hard and I consume my life with so many different things. And I'm getting younger, of course, but um, my body's not keeping up to my mind at the moment. His exact words was, was this. Your mind's here. Your body's here. And your, mind, your body can't keep up with what you're thinking. So your body's telling you to dial it back. So, okay. God bless those, uh, the, the professionals. They know what they're talking about, eh? Don't be one of those people. Like, there's, there's, there's operating in faith. We understand that. There's also people that operate in stupid. Because they, they run away from the... God sent them their, their doctor to speak into their life about something. And then they, and then they think, oh, no, I'm going to live by faith. I'm not going to take my medication. That's silly. If God wants to heal you um, uh, without medication, he'll do it in a moment. But also he might have sent that doctor to you to, to tell you something. And so you've got to be very careful. There's a balance. Um, I, I, today I want to make, I want us and, and me included, I'm speaking to myself. I, every time I preach, I preach to myself. So I want everyone to make a choice today and draw a line in the sand and start to really live by faith and not always be comfortable and, and logical about everything. Because your faith is a valuable asset to you. It really is this morning. And the enemy's not after your money, not after your, um, not after your kids, in, in a sense. He's after your faith. Because if he gets the faith and steals your faith, you'll, you'll step into a realm called fear, intimidation. Um, you'll back yourself out of there. And then he'll, he'll run rampage on your kids. Because you stand in the gap for your kids. And so the, the, the devil is after your faith. 
Your faith is like a valuable asset to you. Why, why wouldn't you want to grow it? Why wouldn't you want to be strong? It's, it's, your, it's your faith that delivers you. It's your faith that saves your kids. Eh? It's your faith that brings healing. It's your faith that will bring breakthrough in your life. It's your faith. What makes you successful? Your faith. Don't take the credit because it's, it's your faith in God. Will, will shift you into a, into a place of success. If you have faith, it's your faith that, that hears the Spirit of God. It's your faith that covers your family. Guess what? It's your faith that provokes God on your behalf. That excites me. God looks into the earth and when he sees faith, he moves. He loves to see his sons and daughters operating in faith, stepping out into a, it's like, uh, I think of that movie of, uh, I don't know if you remember it, Indiana Jones, The Temple of Doom, when he, where he has a map, he's, he's confronted with a huge drop, and he knows, according to the map, the map says he needs to walk across there. Anyone know the movie? Oh, sweet, I'm not the only one then. I was a bit nervous. Everyone go, hey! And he's, he's got this map, and it says to go in a certain direction, but it's, it'll be silly to do that. And this is, how, this is what faith is like. You know that the, the Word of God is our map and it's telling us to do something, but the conditions around us don't say you should do that. This is where faith kicks in. This is where it stretches you. This is where you have to overcome. And, and, and as the story goes, he steps out. He just thinks, oh, well, stuff it. I'm going to do it anyway. This is what this, it tells me to do. And as he steps out into nothing, a, a, a stone comes out of nowhere and hits his foot. Yeah? See the picture? And then he steps again, another stone hits his foot and he walks across because the map says to do that. And here's our map, is the word of God and it's telling us to do things and we, we, we'll be silly not to step out because the word tells us to do this. That's, I just want to get that picture. If you don't operate in faith, if you don't build by faith or build your faith, you'll enter or welcome fear, you'll welcome doubt, uncertainty and faithlessness. This is the thing that Jesus got angry about. You faithless generation. Why? How long do I got to be with you? How, you know, what is it? Okay, for time's sake, I'm going to just speed things up. Um, when you step into the realm of faith and start to push out of your comfortable place, a few things will happen. I'm going to spell the word out faith real quickly. Um, this is what will happen as an acronym. Um, if you operate in a, in a position of faith and challenge yourself and push yourself, You'll, if, have a fulfilled life. Hands up in this room today that want to live a life that's fulfilled. Yeah. You'll have a fulfilled life when you know what it is to walk in faith. When you know in yourself, because you know, I don't know your journey, I don't know where you're at currently right now, but you know that if you're operating in faith or not. And if you do, the repercussion of that is a, is a faith... Um, um, as a fulfilled life. Beautiful. Beautiful. I get excited. Um, um, the A in faith represents, and this is one that is important, is you'll have an advantage. Who wants an advantage in life? Yeah, exactly. 
When you operate in faith, you, you shift into a place of advantage. Why? Because, because faith provokes God. And if God's working on your behalf, you have an advantage over everyone. If a person sitting next to you has no faith or doubts, and you're sitting over this side and have faith and are excited for God, you're going to keep shifting in advantage all the time. All the time. Not some of the time, all the time. Because our faith is, provoke, is God provoking. God will get up out of his... God will get up out of his chair. Uh, I don't know if he sits on a, uh, uh, what sort of chair he sits on or whatever, but he'll move off his seat. If he sees a, a son or a daughter in, in, the, in, in God, um, doing something that's just totally put their trust in him. Hey, yeah? You imagine it. You imagine it. Getting God's attention that much that you actually cause God to be, have attention with you, you know? I don't know about you, but I would rather step out and be courageous in God and give it a go and fail than to sit on my hands, keep the seats warm at church, do nothing with my faith, and succeed. Yeah? I'd rather just step out and give it a go, even if you fail. Who cares? God, God is motivated by your faith. Sometimes we're, we're, we're too safe and we're, oh, yes, no, one foot in, one foot out. And, and God is motivated by you to push outside of that place. Make it happen. And, and in terms of a testimony, as I can testify to this, um, I've done some big things in, in, our, in my wife and in, in, in our journey and um, our marriage. Um, one was in business, and we, we entered into a business that was pretty uh, a gym industry um, business. And we invested a lot of money, and I just stepped out, and it was crazy. What I did was probably uh, bordering stupid, um, not faith, but I, I, was, that, I was that keen and, and, and that way of thinking. I had big thinking, nothing could stop me. And, thing, and stuff happened, and things didn't work out exactly how I wanted it to work out. Would I change anything? No. Because it's taught me how to manage money. It taught me how to, to appreciate. I was living a financial illusion. Seriously, I was living in an illusion. But this whole business thing, that, um, in a nutshell, it, it, it crashed. It taught me so much. It taught me how to manage money. It taught me how to value um, and taught me how to be um, a better man in terms of how to operate in God's, with God's finances and, and stuff like that. So I don't have any regrets. It built me. It stretched me. Just because I stepped out in faith. I'd rather step out and, and give it a go and, and mess it up than not step out at all. There's stuff in your heart right now. You've been sitting on the fence with God's telling you this morning, give it a go. Fall forward. <laughs> Someone said to me, oh, it's, it's like failing forward. It's like just, just step out and, and trust God. You just don't know what will what, what happen. Increase is, this, is the next one. Faith brings increase. It increases your, your capacity. It increases your grace. It increases in every single area of your life. You'll get increase. Um, for time's sake, I want to shift through them. Uh, T uh, is, is, is tenacity. Um, to be a, t- a tenacious thinker. Despite of anything that, or everything that's going around, you still have a strong belief and a super determination. Like Caleb. You know, we all know the story of Caleb. He, when everyone was saying it can't be done, he said, no, let's go up at once. What an attitude. His name is, it means to be loyal. Uh, it means to be wholehearted, to be brave, to be bold. And if I can stir that up in you this morning, you're allowed to smile in church, you know, but if you can if I stir you up this morning to believe that, that God's calling us to get bold, to get courageous and start have faith and believe, build your faith. 
Amen. Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Very common scripture. We know this. But it's, I'm going I'm to finish on this. But this. It says in there, Now faith is the, what is it? Substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen or not seen. Now faith is the, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Beautiful scripture, this. I love this scripture. And I believe there's a, a few, in this scripture, there's a couple of, there's a word in there, especially it's like an unsung hero. And one of those words that we don't, we overlook, and it actually, uh, Pastor Phil spoke, uh, he mentioned it this morning, and that's the word hope. Hope is like the key component for faith to happen. Did you hear that? Faith, uh, hope is the key component for your faith to work. Um, faith is the evidence, or faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So this word hope is, is, is a special word because it's one of those words that, that uh, can be sound quite uh, Christian, um, sort of cliche type of word, but it's powerful. It's powerful. It's kind of like uh, one of those unsung uh, heroes like, like Jesus, uh, uh, like Joseph. Everyone talks about Jesus, and Jesus is, is the, the Son of God, the, the all-anointed one. But we forget, to, we forget that there's a one missing equation here. Joseph, the man who had the responsibility of mentoring the Son of God as he grew from a baby and grew into his purpose. He, in my eyes, he's a hero. Joseph is a hero. We don't talk about Joseph enough. We've got to understand that he was the, the one. He had to accept that this wasn't of his, born of his own flesh, and yet he had to raise this child. He, how do you think Jesus became a carpenter? Did he just turn up and all of a sudden he's a carpenter? No. He was taught a trade. Who taught him that trade? Joseph. He helped to, his role Joseph role, Joseph's role was to help to shape. He knew that he was the all-anointed one, but his role was to, to raise him and to shape him to make sure that he becomes the, the purpose and the, the, the all-anointed son of God. He's a hero in my eyes, I'll tell you now. The conditions that he had to take on to, to, to step into that role and raise the son of God as a baby, it wasn't his physical baby, yet he had to step into that role. Amazing, eh? That's amazing. If you think about that, just for a quick second, you think about that. Joseph, he's the man. We, we, we need to be thankful for Joseph because he, he, he must have been very skilled on how he helped to develop to make sure that, the, the, that Jesus became the Christ, the Son of God. Because we all understand, we all know that Jesus came as a baby. So baby, he didn't, he didn't just come into the, into the manger and start talking and telling everyone what they're going to be doing. He was a baby. He had to be growing, he had to be mentored. Well, hope is like that for me also. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
Yeah, key, key word, hope. If we don't have a strong hope, our faith can't land. So, so um, faith without hope is like a plane or a bird that has nowhere to land. So your faith can be powerful or sitting up there, nice full of faith, but if you have nothing that you're, that you're hoping for, that faith can't land. And when that faith lands on hope, when you have a hope here of, of hope in Christ, a, a hope for your kids, amen? A hope for your, your financial future, when you have hope that you're walking in the purpose of God, when you have hope that um, for a successful marriage, your faith can't do anything unless that hope is there. And so when faith lands on hope, it pushes into substance. Substance is like this reality that you can touch, taste, smell. That's the hope. The substance, sorry. So substance, substance is the actual thing. But there can't be any actual thing, even if you're faith-filled, without the hope. So where is your hope? What are you hoping for? What are you hoping for this morning? Because your faith needs to, it can, it needs to land on hope, which will push it into, smash it into, sub, into substance, reality. Amen. Amen. It becomes real. Faith is not wishful thinking. I'm not talking about wishful thinking this morning. I'm talking about a hope. I hope for. Who, who hopes uh, great things for their kids? You hope, and it's, it's your, your hope is strong. You hope that your kids are going to be uh, favored of God. Your, your hope is that they're going to be successful. Your hope is that they're going to stay in the kingdom of God. But your faith and the lands on that hope, it can push that into, into substance. And you can see a manifestation or reality of that. Amen. Faith and hope work together. That's why, and, and you have a look in 1 Corinthians uh, verse 13, uh, chapter 13, it says, faith, hope, love. The greatest of these is love, but it says faith, hope. They're in the same sentence. There's a reason for that, because your faith needs to land on hope. You can have, you can have faith. If you, don't have, if you don't have hope, oh my gosh, we need to pray for you after this. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For, for I know the thoughts that I have that think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. See how important hope is? This morning I want to really encourage you, if, if you've um, found yourself in a place where we, we are lacking that hope, where your hope has been distorted, or it's been somehow it's, it's deviated off, where it should be. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to pray with you today um, and ask um, Pastor Phil and the team that want to come up and pray also with you um, and, and whoever because God desires us to have the best of everything. Everything. God, our Father in heaven, doesn't want us to have the, the best of most things. He wants you to have a fulfilled um, relationship with him. He wants you to have a fulfilled marriage. If you're in marriage, he wants you to have a, a fulfilled um, a financial background where if you're in business, that he wants it to be blessed. He wants you to have a, an amazing relationship with your kids. All these things God wants and, and we need to make sure that we hope for. 
for those situations. And then you are committed to growing your faith. Because without faith, it's impossible. Did you hear that? It's impossible. It's impossible to please God. We must have faith. You must have faith in Him. You must have faith in the Word of God. You must have faith in yourself also. Believe in yourself that you are truly a son of God and a daughter of God. Um, can we all stand? I just want to pray. There's so many examples in the Bible um, that let us know that these guys, these mighty men of God and women of God, had had strong hope. With David, and you know, he had a strong hope that um, that he would have he had his faith locked up in God, and, and his hope was that outside of that, that he would be tax free for the rest of his life. He had a, a vision, he had a hope, and his faith was able to step up to that. Same with the walls of Jericho. You can ima- you can imagine the um, the pressure of these guys walking around and they weren't allowed to speak. And him, all he had was hope. His hope that God was going to step in for him. And so he walked these guys around the walls of Jericho and the instructions were they went to speak. And so you can imagine the, in the ranks, they'll be thinking, what the heck's going on here? And here's this man, just all he had was hope. His faith was already there, but he, his faith needed to land on hope. And his hope was strong enough that God honoured his faith and his hope. And God came through and those walls came down. And I'm I'm telling you now that if we change, if you're having a certain outcome in your life right now and nothing changes, it's going to get the same outcome. It's a principle. I want to encourage us this morning, wherever you are, let's step into another dimension of faith like what I said about muscle growth you know stretch yourself put yourself out there and um, I believe this this message will help you to um, to step into a, into another place yeah father we just thank you Lord right now for your word Lord we just ask in, in the name of the Father Son and of the Holy Spirit Lord that we'd um, uh, analyze our hearts Lord towards you most of all but Lord, even if those things that we've lost hope for, I pray, Father, today we, 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 we bring them back to the table. We, 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 ha- we put away the nets that we're watching. We're not going to give up. We have hope, Lord. It seems so far away sometimes, but Lord, we remain in a place of hope today. We re- reignite that hope of that loved one that is constantly walking away from you and that we, we can't work out why. Lord, we, we, we put our hope towards that right now. We pray, Lord, for in every area of our lives, Lord, that our hope will come back to where it should be. Realign us this morning, Father. And uh, we just give you all the glory today, Lord. Thank you for your word. It's precious to us in Jesus' name. So just while our eyes are closed, if, if there's anyone here, first and foremost, you haven't ever, you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord. I want to give you that opportunity uh, now. Um, I want to pray. I want to ask you to pray with me. If you've never had a relationship with Jesus Christ, don't leave this room without making that decision. I'm telling you it's the most, most important decision you'll make in your life. The most f- fulfilled decision. 
and it'll put you in such an awesome and amazing place. I want to I want to give you that opportunity. So I'm just going to pray, and if we could just pray along. Um, this prayer basically is saying that we know we've fallen short, and that that Jesus Christ has died for us. So repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner, but today I want to make a 180 degree turn towards you. Forgive me of my past, Lord, and embrace the future. And I'm now a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just still while our eyes are closed, if if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or you might have strayed away and you know that, uh, that this message has been speaking to you directly this morning. Um, I'm not going to ask you to come out the front, but I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand where you are. If that's you this morning, um, just raise your hand and I'll just acknowledge that. And Amen. Awesome. Is there anyone else that just prayed that prayer for the first time? Yep. Amen. That's awesome. Anyone else? Awesome. Also, if there's people here this morning that that you know that that you've shifted off the mark, off the point in your faith, but also there's things that that you you were strong and had a lot of hope for, and that now for some reason you found yourself um, lacking in that area. I want to take this opportunity. If, if that's you this morning, you feel bold enough just to come out. And we're going to um, get the prayer team up here this morning. And we want to pray for you. We want to together celebrate and, and help to reignite your faith and to, to, to bring those hopes and dreams that, that God has given you and put them back into the front seat 